Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's Heather here. And I'm Mark. And today we're talking about a basic understanding in Judaism, which is this word Torah. So Mark is going to be unpacking this word for us today to help us better understand what it's all about and why in the world this thing even matters to youth pastors. Yeah, for sure. So most folks um, like us in the modern world equate Torah um, as one-to-one with the first five books of the Bible, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. And Mm -hmm. this is because in the arrangement of the Bible that kind of becomes standard, especially for um, the rabbinical world or the Jewish world, well, it's arranged by Torah, prophets, and then writings, right? If Mm -hmm. you open, this is just kind of real basic, but if you open a Bible, a Christian Bible to the table of contents, it's actually arranged very differently than the Hebrew Bible, which is three sections, Torah, prophets, and then writings, right? But the big thing to understand is that the first section of the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, carries a lot more weight and a lot more authority, not only for Jesus, but for all of the religious leaders around him, okay? Okay. And the big shift to make in your thinking is that for them, Torah isn't just a book, it's a way of life. That is, it's a path that you take on and that you learn to teach your learners if you're a rabbi, right? So when Jesus has discussions with the religious leaders, they're not just debating how to be a good person or how to be a godly person. They're debating what it looks like to live out Torah in the day to day, right? Like, what does it look like to live out Genesis through Deuteronomy right here, right now? Does that make sense? Yeah. So when I look at the Old Testament, I don't just see a bunch of boring old laws, but I see a way to follow God. Yeah. And they did too. They saw that as well. And the reality is what is genius about the first five books of the Bible is there are laws, but the authors have brilliantly inserted them into the story, right? So we'll cut away for these sections of law, like when God gives the law or when Moses lines up the people and says, "This this is how you should live out Torah as a community, but it's all within the story of God's story, right? Yeah. So think of Torah, not just as law, as sometimes we were used to doing as Christians, right? Like, well, the Torah is like the law and Jesus came to set us free from it. No, 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 no. In Jesus' mindset and in the Jewish mindset, well, Torah is this great gift of life and the best life possible alongside God. And it was divinely given to them at Mount Sinai, right? So yeah. this this is kind of what Jesus and his contemporaries have in mind. They don't say, they don't say Torah as in this is the law we follow and you better do it right. They say Torah as in this is the unique path that God gave us to walk in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. And 
you know, when we look at that Mount Sinai experience, it's a, it's a pivotal pinnacle point for the Jewish people because it yeah. was a time when they were given one of their greatest gifts, which is Torah. And it's an interesting thing because a lot of people think that Jesus kind of came onto the scene and he was like bringing this brand new thing when really what he was doing was he was interpreting the old thing, the Torah, the right way perfectly on how to follow God. And so the Jews today, and even us Christians should look at those first five books and say, hey, these are a gift from God. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even some of my good friends that are devout Jews, they actually don't see themselves in competition with Jesus so much as they would say Jesus is one of our best examples of what does it look like to follow Torah, you know, and I would take it a totally different direction and say, well, Jesus is the Messiah that embodies Torah perfectly. And you can actually model your whole life on the best picture of what it looks like to live out Torah ever. But even my friends who are Jewish and serve as rabbis will look at Jesus and rather than seeing him as in competition, they'll see him as someone that interpreted Torah in a beautiful way. Isn't Mm -hmm. that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. So, well, let's talk about this then, Mark. So if we're looking at real life youth pastors who are dealing with real life kids who look at the Old Testament and go, huh? And then, you know, as (laughs) the youth pastors might look at it and go, huh? Like, how can we incorporate the Old Testament the Torah into our teaching in a way that brings it to life in the same way that Jesus and his contemporaries did. Absolutely. I would say two big things. And the first one's off the top of my head. The second one I prepared. The first one is don't lose sight of the big picture of God rescuing a slave people and placing them at the crossroads of civilization. Hmm. If you wanted to go from the empire of Egypt to an empire in Mesopotamia, you went through Canaan and you went through Israel. If you wanted to go up and visit the Greeks, you went through Israel. And the idea is God delivered this people that no one cared about and thought was worth nothing because he had made a promise to their forefathers. And the whole goal was that all of the nations of the world would be blessed by that people. And so God delivers them from slavery and marries them at Mount Sinai And that is the dead center of the Torah. The first five books of the Bible literally reach a mountaintop when God gives his law to Moses, right? That's awesome. So don't lose the big picture that God's giving them a law so that they will reflect his ethics in a totally unknown like way to the world Mm -hmm. so that other people can see what God is like and be blessed. That's awesome. If you get that then it's very easy to make the move to, well, of course, Jesus and these other religious leaders are constantly talking about how to live out Torah. It's what they're supposed to do as a people. And it's what you raise every disciple you train to do is to understand the Torah, the story of God as best you can and walk in it in a way that's compelling. Yeah. Right. I love that. And then I would say, secondly, don't get freaked out by all the scary stuff in the old Mm. Testament. Do you ever feel like you open the old Testament and it's bonkers weird sometimes and you're a little lost? Yes, that's hundred percent. I totally do. I totally (laughs) do. And I've dedicated years of my life to studying the Bible. And sometimes I'm like, huh, I didn't see that coming. 
still, right? So instead of losing the forest for the trees, sometimes remember that Jesus is a perfect model of what it looks like to live the story of God. Yeah. And your goal as a youth pastor is to live Torah like Jesus lives out Torah. And then just be a lifelong learner of scripture so that when Jesus teaches, you know what he's talking about. Yeah. When he references the stories of the wilderness, well, you've yeah. read them now Absolutely. and, and you kind of know where he's going with it. Right. Yeah. So I think it can be intimidating or it can be like the Jews view it a great gift. Right. For sure. So if I'm a youth pastor and I'm teaching something from the Torah to my kids, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to give them the same gift that he gave to the Hebrew people in recognizing that, you know what, I might not have it all figured out. I might not be able to exegete this thing perfectly, but yeah. I'm not going to treat it like it was a mistake. I'm right. going to look at it because I feel like that's what a lot of us in the Christian community do is we go, oh, we have this thing called the Old Testament, but here. But here's the good stuff. Let's just fly through this Old Testament stuff. Right. You know, and let's get to the good stuff. It's like, no, Jesus like spent his life in the in the in the Torah. Like this is what he did. And he's trying to teach us something about God through it. And we miss out on so much if we just try to like rush through it and feel like, oh, well, that was kind of a you know, Absolutely. God wrote that and all. I, you know, but right. Yeah. And I would take it a step farther. You actually can't get a clear picture of how Jesus understands himself unless you know the fundamental story of God and his people. The Torah flat out ends with the reflection by the author that since that time, like since this story of God's people, no other prophet has arisen like Moses who mm. knew the Lord face to face, who did all these signs and wonders, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then we have this story in Matthew where Jesus goes up on a mountainside, sits down, and his disciples come to him, and he starts to teach them. And the image is clear as day. If you mm -hmm. know the story of Sinai, yeah. Jesus is now going to give his Torah, his yes. interpretation of how we do life with God. And the end of the Sermon on the Mount is when he had finished saying these things, people were shocked. Yeah, They marveled at what he had to say because he taught as one who had authority. Yeah. That is as someone like Moses, who we've been waiting for. That's right. Right. And Jesus understood himself as the continuation of the story with God. So as a youth pastor, view it as the beginning of your story, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, and just kind of to wrap this thing up, to try to land the plane here, you know, yeah. as we, as we look at this thing and we talk about how Jesus viewed the Torah and how he spoke as one who had authority from God and he used the Torah to teach people how to follow God. So how can we as youth workers do the same? Yeah, I think always grounding kids in Jesus' fundamental assumption that life with God is summed up by loving God with all your heart, soul, <laughs> and mind. And then secondly, loving your neighbor as yourself. That's what we call the, the double love command, right? Yeah. Yep. If you get that, you're doing it right. That's basic Jesus. That's right. And recognizing that this journey of getting to know God's word, it's going to take 
your life and then some long, a bit longer. So don't feel like the pressure to have it all figured out, but just journey with your students and become a person who's radically and passionately devoted to knowing God's word. Absolutely. If it's really from God, why wouldn't it be amazingly bigger than us? I think we should end with that right there. That's (laughs) cool. All right. Hey, well, thanks for joining us for this episode of um, First Century Youth Ministry. Again, we've got some great things going on. We'd love for you to check us out at firstcenturyyouthministry.com. We're working on some projects. We've got some cool things kind of in the oven that are cooking right now. And we'd love for you to plug in with us on our Facebook page, First Century Youth Ministry Group. It's a closed group. So find us there, request to join, and let's be friends. And let's go and change the world for Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. All right. See ya.